UCM library at UNA. I must say it is weird without students on campus, but nonetheless, here we are, remote learning. Those of you getting the notification to join us live, the goal was to start this at two o'clock. Had a little technical difficulties, but nonetheless, here we are. We're going to jump into a few things. Before I get into a little time of devotional, I did want to give you just a few updates just on kind of the plan from here and where we're going. Uh, the first thing is if you are just missing our worship band, the worship team and everything, um, there is a playlist for you out there. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. Just go in and look for UNA BCM playlist and it has all of our songs on there that you can go and listen to the things that we do on Monday nights. And so I would encourage you to tune into that. I've been listening all day just because I miss you guys and uh, I'm excited to see that. Updates just kind of a weekly plan from here. So what we're going to do is Monday nights at seven, we're still going to meet like we normally would for our aftermath time. It'll be on Zoom. I will post that Zoom call invite in the UNA BCM group me. So if you are listening to this as a student at UNA and you are not in that group me, let me encourage you to do that. Please reach out to me, reach out to some of your peers. You may know they're involved with the BCM. We can get you added. That way you can see that Zoom call and be a part of that. This Monday night at seven, even though it's spring break, Morgan and I are gonna jump on there, welcome you in. We're gonna do it from our living room. We just wanna catch up, talk about spring break, see what's happening with everybody and go from there. So I look forward to hopefully seeing you Monday night at seven o'clock. Wednesdays, hopefully starting this Wednesday, we're going to release a UNABC on podcast. I'm super excited about that. The first episode, whether it comes out this Wednesday or next week, uh, will feature myself and our president, Connor Gresham. And we're going to talk about prayer. What does prayer mean? What does that look like? How do we go deeper in it? Connor will give kind of a student perspective. Obviously, I'll give mine as the campus minister, and we are excited for that. So Wednesdays at 12, roughly, will be our podcast release starting this Wednesday that'll be on all platforms that you access your podcast through so super excited about that opportunity and the way we can keep up and feed you that way Fridays at 2 every Friday just like this one from here on out we're going to go live right here on our Facebook page UNA Baptist Campus Ministry so be sure to be following us all that we're going to do a devotional every Friday my plan right now is to go through some of my favorite Psalms. I've been studying Psalms personally since the summer, uh, and I just love the book of Psalms. I love the things that it teaches, the wisdom we can gain from it. And so that's what we're going to go through every Friday, starting this Friday. So that's kind of the plan. If you're part of our small groups, your small group leader should be reaching out to you for plans as to keep you connected going forward. If you need a small group, and you want to connect remotely, please let us know. We're here to help. Uh, and then one thing I would encourage you to do as students, uh, or really the general population, is just to encourage your church staff. Reach out to your church staff. Let them know you love them, you appreciate them, you're praying for them so that they can continue to guide you in this time of uncertainty that so many people just, your church leaders have never had to lead something like this. And so pray for them, encourage them, reach out to them, and know that they will appreciate that. Um, and so I just kind of want to get into a time of devotional here with you all. Uh, just to kind of continue to feed you. Like I said, every Friday, this is what we're going to do. I want to make sure we do our part to keep you engaged spiritually and emotionally, know that we care for you. And if you're a student listening to this, whether you're part of the BCM or not, if you need something, please reach out to me or Morgan. We are here for you. We love you. We are here to serve you even in this time. So if you need us, please call us, text us, send us a message, drop a comment on here, whatever we can do to reach out to help you. 
we want to do that. And so just know that. And don't forget, Monday night at 7, you can jump on the Zoom call with Morgan and I, and we'll do that. But let's get into God's Word. Today we're going to be in Psalm 63. I am super excited about this. I love this chapter. It's easily one of my favorite psalms uh, to go through, and I'm so excited to jump in this with you. Before we do that, let's jump to a word of prayer, and then we'll read some Scripture. Father, I thank you for this time you've given us, this time that we can join. I thank you for technology. Thank you for your word, that it's real and active, God. And as we break open your word and we hear from you, God, may this be a time of growth, a time of edification, God, just a time to grow more in tune with you, God. I just thank you for everyone who's listening to this, uh, both either now or in the future, God, as they come across this, Father, that they take this and that they grow closer to you, Father, and see the things that we can learn from David here in Psalm 63 to just be better witnesses for you, God. In your name I pray. Amen. And so we are in Psalm 63, and so I just want to read the whole chapter, and then we'll kind of break it down. I've got six quick points to give you on this chapter. And so Psalm 63 says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land, there is no water. So I've looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down in the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. And so it's important when we're looking here in Psalm 63 that David, when he wrote this, is in the wilderness of Judah. He's actually running from his enemies. He's in the time of hiding right now. And when you look at Psalm 63, if you need just more context on what he's running from and why he's hiding, I encourage you in a separate time, go to 2 Samuel 15, read that chapter. It'll help you get a lot of context here for Psalm 63. But I want to give you just six quick points, if I can, to just tell you what I think Psalm 63 can teach us. And the first thing we see is that we need to seek God, seek God, S-E-E-K, seek God. In verses one and two, it says, oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh fades for you as in a dry and weary land. There is no water. So I've looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. We see here from David when he's in hiding in the wilderness that he is earnestly seeking God. This is a fervent desire to seek him and long for God. And so my question for you, for me, is are we seeking God? What is it that we're seeking? What is it that we're holding on to? Who is it that we are looking for? Are we looking for a career, for money, for relationships? I hope not. I hope we can be like David and say, earnestly, God, I seek you. I faint for you. Right, But we must understand, too, David started this song the right way. Oh, God, you are my God. Right, It starts there. You have to have a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. If you don't have that, if you are listening to this and you have no idea what I'm talking about, drop a comment. Drop me a message. Matthew Fenn Daniels is my Facebook. Please reach out to me. Let's talk about you having a personal relationship with him, understanding that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man comes to the Father but through him. It starts with that. It starts with him, and it starts with a relationship with him. And being able to say, you are my God, 
right? And so I hope that's my prayer for all of you watching this and listening to this. And if you're listening to this and you say, yes, I have a relationship, then let me ask you again, who are you seeking? What are you seeking? Are you seeking God in all that you do? Can we be like David and we say, earnestly, I seek you. We have a passion behind this to say, God, I just want more of you. So the first thing we need to see from this is to seek. The second thing is to sing, S-I-N-G, sing. I'm not a good singer, so I'm not going to sing for you right now. But what we're talking about here is how we must praise God continually. Look in verses 3 and verse 4. It says, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. We understand as believers that everything about God's love is better than anything in this world, anything in this life. So we should praise him, right? Philippians 4, 4 says to rejoice in the Lord always. We need to be about singing praise to our God, not just now, but forever and always in every opportunity that we get to sing of his love, right? Not to him, not just to him, excuse me, but to others, right? Let's continually sing our praises to him. I love that he says in verse four, so I will bless you as long as I live. This is literally words saying, I will bless you, God. I will speak of how good your steadfast love is. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. It's a lifestyle of worship that everything we do sings to how we praise our God, not just to him again, but to others. And this is a commitment. My lips will praise you, right? He says, in your name, I will lift up my hands. He's saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to this. Even in hiding in the wilderness, David is saying, I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to praise God all the time. So the first thing we're going to do is seek. The second thing we're going to do is sing. The third thing is to be satisfied, right? David is running. He's hiding from his enemies. Yet he says in verse 5 this, My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth again will praise you with joyful lips. What David is saying is I'm going to be satisfied in God, that he is enough for me. God is all I need. And let me remind you, students, community, who's ever listening to this, God's enough for you. And if you're a believer, be satisfied with him. When he's talking about this rich and fat food, he's not talking about this is some measly handout. This is some leftover sitting in your fridge right now. This is a feast when it comes to God. And it's so good. And it's so delicious. And it's so satisfying. It's literally all that we need. And so let's do that. Let's be satisfied in who God is and what he gives us and become just wanting more and more of him because we know we can be satisfied in him. And I love that he said it again in verse five, my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. I think it's time in 2020, not just because of our virus and everything going on in our world right now, but for believers to stand up and say, let me tell you about my God and that his steadfast love is better than life. Because trust me, it is. And you all know that it is. And so let's sing to that and let's let our souls be satisfied in that. So we're going to seek, we're going to sing, we're going to be satisfied. We're going to study. Look in verse six. When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, David is saying, I remember all that God has done for me. God is so faithful. He's so sovereign. He's done so much for us. I just look back even at the fact when I left the house to come here to record this video for you all that my wife and my son are at home and they're healthy, right? Hallelujah. Praise God for that. But that I have a house. I have food. I have those things. Those are the things to focus on now. But I think about my salvation, how God has radically transformed my life and put a special calling on me. Man, that's good. And you all had that same thing. Those of you as students, you've been placed strategically here at the University of North Alabama. And yeah, it may be remote for now, but you can still be on mission. 
In order to be on mission, you've got to study the word. You've got to study him, meditate on him. I love that word that he says, meditate. This is a deeper kind of study. It's not just some trivial, yeah, I'm going to read the word and check the box. No, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to dive into God's word. I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to really spend some intimate time with Jesus. Meditate on him. Remember what he's done for you. God is faithful. He is blessed. He is moving. So continue to do that. Continue to study him, study the word, and remember exactly what it is that he is doing in your life. So we're going to seek. We're going to sing. We're going to be satisfied. We're going to be study the fifth thing. We're going to stick. And you're like, whoa, what are you talking about? Look in verse 7 and 8. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Brothers and sisters, we need to stick to God. We need to be like David here, whether we're hiding, whether we're on the mountaintop or anything in between, that we are sticking to Jesus. We are pursuing after him and we're holding on to him and that we never let go. I love that David here says, my soul clings to you. He knows his identity. Some of you listening to this may not know what your identity is. Let me encourage you, it should be in Jesus. And if you know your identity is in Jesus, is this your cry? Is this your passionate plea that my soul clings to you and that his right hand upholds us? I think too many times as believers, what we do is we have a loose grip of Jesus. We pick him up when we need him. We hold on to him when we need him in time of desperation. But maybe in other times where we're fine to, you know, maybe put him on the bookshelf, right? No, let's always hold on to God. Let's always pursue Jesus and run after him and all that we do. And be like David here where he says, my soul clings to you. And so then the last thing, the sixth thing that we need to do is we need to stand. Remember that we must stand in Jesus and we can stand in him because we can stand in victory, right? Listen to what he says in verses nine through 11. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for the jackals, but the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult. For the mouths of liars will be stopped. I love this. David is in hiding, right? He is hiding from his enemies. And he says, we're victorious. Brothers and sisters, let me remind you, we are victorious today in 2020 over our enemy. Satan is a defeated foe. And right now in times of isolation and quarantine and all this, he wants to make you feel alone. He wants to make you feel like you're inadequate. He wants you to feel like everything's out of control. No, let me remind you, our God is still victorious. He's still risen from the grave. He is not in the tomb. He is alive. He is transformational. He can transform lives today, tomorrow, and forever because that's who he is. And so we need to stand in that knowing we are victorious over our enemies and that we should stand because as we have seen time and time again in our lives, God is better, right? Let's go back to verse three. Because your steadfast love is better than life. We know, right, that God is better. He is so much better than anything and everything that this life can throw at us. So six things from Psalm 63. Seek, sing, be satisfied, study, stick, and stand. I think, brothers and sisters, if we can do this, man, we're going to see God do some incredible things in our life, both now and in the near future. And so that's all I got for you today. I look forward to seeing you again right back here on Facebook Live next Friday at 2 o'clock. Again, students, Monday nights at 7, Zoom call. It's in the group me for everyone else. And students, Wednesdays at 12, we'll be releasing a podcast. Fridays at 2, we'll be right here to continue to engage us spiritually in this time. The virus can't slow down our God. It's not going to slow us down either. Amen. So 
Hope you enjoyed this. Let me pray for you all, and I'll let you go. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Reach out to your family and your loved ones. Tell them you love them. Father, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for David. And in the midst of hiding, he penned such a beautiful psalm to remind us, God, that yes, your steadfast love is better. I love that word steadfast, God. It's such a reminder that you're always there. You're never wavering. You're always faithful. And so, God, may we continue to be faithful believers of you, to sing our praises to you, to seek after you with all earnest passion that we have, God, to just love you, to just seek after you. God, I pray for everyone again who is hearing this, for their families, God, that they not only are safe, God, but that they grow closer to you. And if someone watching this doesn't know you, God, I pray that they come into a relationship with you. And I pray that believers, we become more steadfast in our love to you, God. We cling to you. We stick to you in all times, God, and sing your praises. God, we love you. It's your name I pray. Amen. See you all soon.